Hello to all the dads out there and all the moms. Welcome to another episode of the Fade You podcast. This is our college football preview, and we are recording on Wednesday, October 6th. It is the first inning of the wildcard game with the Doys and the Cardinals. My name is Matthew James. I have all the dads. I've got Kmart. I've got Neil. I've got Chris. I've got Joe. And uh, we're going to crank out a college football show before we all watch this game. So, if you're not following us already, we are on Twitter and we're on Instagram. We are at Fade You Sports. Please subscribe to the pod, share it, uh, get other people to listen to it. You can listen to uh, how good of a weekend Dennis had if you go back and listen to our previous episode. But let's uh, first things first. Uh, Joey, did you just pick up your tux for Chris Duke's wedding? I did. And Chris, the tux looks very, very sharp. And I don't feel like absolute shit anymore. So life is good. And, uh, Joe's land here. That's great. Chris, are you ready for the big day? Oh, yeah. If I'm not, I fucking better be, baby. <laughs> I just want to know, are we, are we, are, are the groomsmen rocking cummerbunds? I feel like that's a very hazmat Chris Duke thing. If you made <laughs> all the boys wear cummerbunds, dude. No, I think, uh, are you, are you wearing bow ties though, Joe? Yeah, bow ties. Bow ties, black tie. Bond. Well, we'll talk more about the Chris Duke wedding on our Friday show. So we do have one more show this week. We'll do our NFL preview here on Friday, but it's all college today. So uh, we've got a lot of lines that smell. We've got a lot of 5-0 and teams that just, Chris, they seem like free money. We're going to get to those a little bit later in the show. And then, of course, we've got the poop report coming up at the very end. And, oh, my God, there is just – if you thought last week's UConn-Vandy was a poopy matchup, wait till you get to the end of our show today. But let's get to some picks. Uh, Kmart, give me something that you're looking at. Oh, boy, what am I looking at after, <clears throat> after last week's, you know, pod with Thursday and Friday, home teams losing. I kind of was going to lay off, but – FIU plus three and a half tomorrow night or actually Friday night, a little bit too good to pass up on. So I'm going to see if I can avoid the uh, three peat stinker and take Florida international at home. And then I'm going to be a little bit of a square on Saturday and take uh, my USC Trojans minus three. I just think it's a must win if they have anything left in the tank before that bye week and then they go off to uh, Notre Dame. So I'd love to see them at four and two and Notre Dame now at five and one, but I'm actually kind of thinking Notre Dame's going to lose this week to Virginia tech. Um, just, just not that good. Uh, they're not as good as people thought. And so do you think that Notre Dame got exposed last week against Cincinnati? I mean, I think they've been exposed all all season and Cincinnati was just one of the better teams to finally take advantage of it with that fickle defense. And uh, it's kind of funny, but with that defense and, uh, (laughs) you know, decent offense, you know, 
I mean, I wanted the, I honestly wanted to bet Den and go with Notre Dame, but I just knew that it wasn't the right side. So I just had to lay off because it was just with my heart. I really wanted Notre Dame to be undefeated going over there in two weeks. It just would have been fun. But before you say is, anything else, before you mm-hmm. say anything, Neil, I got to get you jumping in. Did you catch that pun that Kmart just gave us? <laughs> it, it honestly took me a second because it caught me so off guard. That was no. probably the most clever thing I've ever heard Kyle say in my life. <laughs> I, I, I completely missed it. What'd you do? The fickle defense. Oh, a fickle, fickle defense. Fickle well cog. That was, I, that was very well done, Kyle. I just, I wanted to acknowledge that because we do make fun of you a lot for not being very smart sometimes. Uh, our other friend, Sam, <laughs> talks nice. about that, but that was, that was brilliant. I have to just hats off to you. Anyway, continue. And then my other square play, which I don't know how square it is, but Iowa minus two, uh, getting them under a field goal. I, I mean, I thought if there was going to be a let up game, it would have been last Friday going on the road and, I know they had they took advantage of a lot of miscues, but at the same same rate, you kind of have to give a, a good team their due. Uh, reason teams do that is because of chaos pressure. So I'm going to kind of steal a line from Neil Iowa minus two because I know it's not Bo Nix back there, but I also don't really like Penn State's quarterback that much and i think that iowa defense is going to be able to contain him and make him look a lot like a bone mix okay mark you want to risk an s word i'll take the utes baby oh sure on the sc game yeah why not (laughs) how late that was i was like i was like god did i did i already forget who Iowa's playing (laughs) (laughs) Chris, why don't you talk about Iowa for a second? That was one that we talked about on last week's show. Why are they only laying, was it three, three and a half at Maryland? That was, I think, a Friday game. Uh, That was one where Dennis was on Iowa first quarter, first half full. And I think last week, one of the things we can point out is that one of the reasons Den had a great weekend was because there was a lot of free money to hit with Bama, Iowa, uh, Penn State was another one that Dennis went three and zero on. How about all the the chalk last week at the top? Yeah, it's going to be interesting because he was on Iowa and Penn State last week, and they both were good to him. And now they play each other in a, a game that'll be you know heavily bet at four thirty Pacific time. So I'm interested to see. I'm hoping I lean with Kmart too with the Iowa. I'm hoping the public kind of they're getting a bargain here with a. A team, you know, we always kind of an apple bomb thing. Two ranked, you lay the points at home. Hopefully, uh, a lot of the public are on the Nittany Lions, and Iowa can beat up on them. Can't wait for that one, uh, Neil. What are you looking at? Yeah, so I, you know, I hate to just sound like a broken record at one of the games I wrote down. Also, Iowa minus one and a half. I've already played it. A um, couple reasons I think no one's touched on yet. I, again, I think a, lo- a lot to be said that you know what should have been sort of a down look ahead spot, you know, why were they only laying minus three and a half going into last Friday night's game? And they come out and they just obliterate, you know, Maryland, um, you know, they got the extra day rest. You know, one thing interesting, Penn state, Penn state hasn't left uh, Beaver stadium since opening week on September 4th uh, when they went to Wisconsin and, you know, got that six point win. So they've rattled, they've had four straight home games. And now all of a sudden you got to go to Iowa city, 
um, in what's just going to be a massively huge game, um, you know, really for both teams. But I think you get a home team, you know, you get a home team less than a field goal um, for two evenly matched teams and what's going to be a chaotic venue. Um, really looking forward to it. But yeah, I was, I was one of my plays uh, that I got for this weekend. Um, another one's interesting. And I'm actually, I want to ask uh, Kyle and Chris what they thought, because this one sort of stood out at me when I looked at sort of what happened last week and going into then this game that they have both have it playing a head to head was, you know, Stanford plus 13 at ASU Friday night, obviously Stanford coming off the massive upset versus the Ducks, ASU knocks off UCLA, and you got a Stanford team plus 13. Um, I'm leaning – I bet Cardinals already um, with the plus 13. This line kind of surprised me that you would think that you'd have this, you know, sort of love for – for, I would have thought you had a love for Stanford having just knocked off the number three team in the in this nation, but I don't feel like they're getting any love for what for what they just accomplished in a game that I think the total was only fifty one points, so a really low total. You're asking ASU to to take on a pretty big number there. Yeah, I mean Neil, I I was looking at that one too. I was kind of surprised how large that line was. Uh, it's kind of surprising. It, it kind of goes to what I've been saying all year is Stanford's good, but it's like the books, I don't know, they must know something because they still can't get credit. I mean, SC was favored by 17 at home. This thing opened at, what, 10, 11. Now it's up to 13, 13 and a half. I would have definitely laid 10 with ASU, 13. I'm just not going to touch it. Um, oh, you can go back really for Stanford. Like you can go back just to their season win total. Their season win total was four and a half. Right. Yeah. Like, but I mean, but I mean, that was that was with a different quarterback. They made a quarterback change going into the SC game, and he's just been. No one knew how good he was going to be. That's. And that's I agree. So what, at what point, right? At what point do you just have to say, like, okay, everyone is just wrong on Stanford, and we got to give them some credit for being a yeah. good, well-coached team. I mean, that's my point. And, I mean, if there's a team that's going to finally show how crappy they are, it's going to be ASU in that defense. I mean, that's that's probably Oregon's only knack is they really don't have that great of a defense. It, it can, I don't know, it reminds me of the Giants years ago where they bend but don't break. They just go, you know, you can drive on 20 to 20, but uh, I don't know. I, I still lean ASU here, but I, I, I can't play it. I would have much rather had 10. Can I ask a question real quick here? Cause I'm not, you know, I don't dig in like college football like you guys do, but Chris, do you think Dan would be inclined to fire this dog? Cause he does one every now and then what's he going to do? Fire exactly what he just saw, right? Stanford upsetting Oregon last week and now catching 13 points at ASU. That kind of feels like a spot that Dan would be like, Ooh, that's free money. I'm going to take it. What do you think? Yeah. And is that a, that's a Friday night game as well yeah so that that's kind of an island game west coast uh yeah i'm actually seeing i don't know about you guys am i seeing a lot of the action on stanford taking the points as well i see a little bit of a public lean on stanford about 55 percent. stanford is three and two ats for what that's worth Mm -hmm. yeah arizona state kind of uh 
kind of came out slow and uh, didn't play well against BYU. And now they've had a couple great showings, but uh, Colorado's not any good. So take that with a grain of salt. But yeah, um, I agree with Kmart. I'd probably lean ASU, um, especially if it gets more public Stanford. But yeah, it's tough to lay the 13 as it creeps up to the two touchdowns. Um, we'll see. Joe, that's a great question. We always We always wonder like, which dogs will then be on usually picks one or two a week um, and shocks us. So we'll see if he does that or if he just fires an over some, yeah, just stays away from the sides and goes with his over. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, right now I'm looking at it. Stanford's got 55% of the bets, but only 12% of the money. So you're looking at a huge amount of money on ASU with a 43% differential. So if Mm -hmm. I was betting this game blindly, I would take, you know, I would go ASU, but, you know, maybe Den will force our hand here. Wouldn't mind it. Am I seeing, and Neil, you're the one that brought this game up. Am I seeing that this game opened around 10, 10 and a half and has been steamed all the way to 13? Yeah. That's what Kmart said. Yeah. I was it was open at 10 and now it's, I mean, it was 13. It was 13 in this morning and I'm seeing now thir- some 13 and a half even. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really interesting one. And Chris, to your point, Neil, or, Den does fire some when he knows the two teams, like he did this with Arkansas last week, right? Like he knows the two teams and he's like, wow, that's a high number. I'll go ahead and take that. And then Georgia ends up blowing them out. I'm not saying this is Arkansas, Georgia, but it's two teams that he's going to recognize. And maybe he knows that they're both coming off big wins. Yeah. Well, maybe one reason why the line's gone up too is Stanford's one of their better wide receivers. I don't know if you guys saw that injury, but his, oh my God. his ankle was 45 degrees. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was like 10 times hot. worse than Dak. That I'm staring at a picture right now and I'm just like, Whoa. oh, ouch. Well, Neil, what else are you looking at? You, you mentioned Iowa, you mentioned Stanford. You got anything else? So, uh, Two more, and really, they are—they're really kind of similar. And I mentioned it on my my one takeaway on Monday or on the Monday pod with between Bama and Georgia. Um, this may be the last time if I'm if if I'm wrong on this one, and it actually is just Georgia, Bama, and everybody else, and that's fine. But I am inclined to sprinkle a little bit. You've got both Bama and Georgia going on the road to play. What in essence was, you know, an Auburn team that's ranked 18th for Georgia and Bama goes to Texas A&M. And that game was supposed to, you know, preseason this, this Bama Texas A&M game was supposed to be the biggest game in, you know, on the college football slate because Texas A&M was preseason ranked one. How the fuck did Wainwright just catch that ball? I'm sorry. I digress. All right. Um, but you have both of them going on the road to crazy environments, and they're both laying more than two touchdowns going on the road. So I'm going to take both dogs in this. I'm going to take Auburn plus 15 and a half right now I'm seeing, and I'm going to take Texas A&M plus 17 and a half. If it's really just Bama, Georgia, I mean, then so be it. But I don't – I mean, for this, I'm going to take two teams that are catching – two touchdowns plus at home. Hopefully he's trying to slow down these, these two teams and maybe we get a little competitiveness back in college football, but they're slight. They're a little sprinkle, nothing too big. I like it. 
Chris, what do you anticipate the Den action being on those two? I mean, do you think he goes for the better team or do you think he thinks that those lines are too high and takes the points like he did with Arkansas last week? I'll have to look and see what time they're at, but if they're in uh, ones at uh, 12.30 our time, so he always bets those ones. Uh, I can yeah, see Chris, him the, saying, Chris, the, Chris, the Bama game is actually 5 p.m. our time. Yeah. And... Yeah, so they're both in that time that he likes to bet the nine the 12 of the afternoon yeah i could see him seeing what alabama did because he was on bama um they covered for him and then he's on uh georgia last week he always likes to bet teams that uh he bet recently and that make him money um and so i could see him being on the faves there uh seeing he hates when he gets burned like he did with arkansas so we might be on those two dogs we got plenty of good ones left. We're going to come back after the break. We'll get to the smelly lines. Uh, didn't do so hot last week, but man, there's a bunch of five and O teams that are just bait. So we'll get to those and then we'll get to poop report at the end of the show. All right, let's go to smelly lines. Uh, these went one and four last week. Uh, FSU. I think Neil, this was one that you were on Florida state one, but they didn't cover the spread. <laughs> So we'll, we'll, we'll get to Florida State a little bit later on. Uh, Wisconsin and Maryland, of course, got killed. We talked about those last week. Uh, LSU blew a 19-10 fourth quarter lead. Uh, Cincy was the one smelly one that came through that we discussed on last week's pod. But, Chris, let's start with Baylor. Baylor is – they're 4-1, and one, uh, so they're having a, a nice season so far. They're hosting 2-3 and three West Virginia. They're kind of whatever, and they're only laying three at home. What do you think of this one? Yeah, and we just saw West Virginia lose outright as touchdown faves Texas Tech and uh, great flat spot for them after everyone's like, oh, they played OU really tough and uh, fade what you saw recently. And so Baylor's coming off a a nice, uh, not a hard-fought game, but like, I mean, they are kind of close with Oak State and then they pulled away, um, but that was on the road. So now they're coming back home. And everyone probably sees the four and one record and says, why are they only land that three when West Virginia can't even win at home against tech? So, uh, yeah, I can see uh, everyone on Baylor. I think they already said, Matt, you sent me the numbers earlier. Isn't it like 70, 80 percent of the action on Baylor? Uh, it's more split than you would think. But of course, you know, people are going to just see the three and be like, oh, it's only three. OK, I'll, I'll lay that. Yeah. Early on, it's it's closer to. Closer to Saturday morning, I'm sure they'll get more Baylor action. Let's go next to Kentucky. They're ranked 18th now. They just upset Florida. Uh, they're now 5-0, and and they are only laying 3.5 against kind of poopy LSU, who, again, like we mentioned a minute ago, just blew a fourth-quarter lead to Auburn. Of course, the public's going to be on Kentucky here, betting what they just saw, Chris. Kind of a smelly one here. Yeah, they're top 16. When's the last time we saw Kentucky 5-0 and beating Florida? I think they said it was the first time in 20-something years they beat Florida at home. Uh, this, that's the, a lot of you got to look for these SEC hangover games. Um, Florida did have it after they, you know, went toe-to-toe with Alabama, and they did this. Uh, Kentucky gave it their all. This was their Super Bowl last week against Florida. They finally – um, you know, beat them. And now here comes little LSU who blew the lead uh, against Auburn and they can't even beat UCLA. So uh, 
I can see this one as smell. I could see this as a den special for sure. Three and two at five and oh. Why is it so low? Kmart, what do you make at LSU? We're a hard team to figure out, really, for the last couple of years. Uh, Joe Burrow might be that good. <laughs> that they just, he but, leaves and they're just dead. Yeah. I mean, defense, I mean, they, they were great with that defense too. But I mean, it, it all comes down to recruiting. I don't understand how they couldn't keep recruiting after that run. So it just goes to show the talent that was on that team. But, you know, Edo, I, players love him, but he definitely struck lightning in a bottle because most of his stops, this is kind of exactly how it starts to look. So whether it's complacency, whether it's whatever those distractions were a year ago that came out about boosters or girls, I don't really remember. There's just so much shit all over the place in college football, but Maybe that has something to do with it. Um, I really don't know. I hope the best for Edo and LSU. Kind of become a, a little fan of them after I hated them in 2003 for wanting, you know, a split of the national title. But, yeah, I, I don't know. My, my gut wants to take them, but I, I can't. I definitely agree with Chris. That is a stinky line. The next one, and some of these teams we've talked about a lot because they keep winning and they keep cashing for betters. So Michigan State all the way up to number 11. And Chris, they're at Rutgers, and they're only laying five and a half. Rutgers just got their doors blown off, 52 to 13 to Ohio State. I'm seeing nearly 80% of the bets on Sparty. Only five and a half? Man, this is disgusting. I mean, it was, it was always nice to buy low on Sparty, you know, uh, at Miami, Den was all over Miami. Boom, Sparty wins outright. Then we obviously faded again and snuck one out with the Huskers two weeks ago. And then last week they they beat Western Kentucky pretty easily uh, by 17. Everyone's just seeing them roll, Sparty, and they're going to see what Rutgers did. They're pretty much getting dominated by Michigan for most of that game. Uh, they came back and made it the score look respectable, but they were down like 20 to 3. And uh, then they just, like you said, got – destroyed by Ohio State so I don't see anyone running to the window going give me Rutgers on this one but uh, I'm sure we will yeah well team fade done might need them and now these last two these you singled these out in our text group yesterday when we were getting ready for this show BYU man they're one of those teams that's just been rolling and they are they get two and three Boise State 80 plus or 80% plus of the action on BYU, and they're only laying six. You get the Cougars, you get the Moes under a touchdown against sort of whatever Boise State. Yeah, man, everyone's talking about this BYU team. They're the second best, you know, uh, what is it called? The group of five besides Cincy. Let them, are they the best team? Can they get in the top four for the playoff? Man, why is this only five? I see. I saw it at five, five and a half. It's creeping up a tad. It's on ABC. It's in Provo. Boise uh, just got their asses kicked by Nevada as favorites, as a minus five favorite. So now we love these roles when you just went from a five-point favorite to now you're a five- or six-point dog. Uh, you know, BYU has looked great. They, they won by two touchdowns to Utah State. People look at that. 
Um, they beat the ASU team, a really good ASU team that just beat the shit out of UCLA. How do you not hammer BYU here? This one might be the stinkiest of the week, and I'm probably going to have uh, a lot on it. Well, it might be the stinkiest of the week if it wasn't for this next one. You talk about teams that keep making people money. How about Michigan? All the way up to number nine, and they're going to go play Nebraska, who's been a little scrappy. They they hung with Oklahoma a little bit. They hung with Sparty. Yeah, 81% on Michigan here. This line is only three and a half. Take it, Den. Take it. Here you go. It's not moving. It's been three and a half all week. I see it. I'm like, will it move? Like you said, all the money on – or all the tickets at least. I'm sure there's more bigger money on Nebraska. It's not moving, like you said. We had to fade Michigan against and take Wisconsin. Makes you throw up in your mouth that we had to take that shitty-ass Graham Mertz, and he can't come through. Rutgers, uh, at least we had Rutgers second half that week against Michigan. That came through for us. And then the week before, they went 63-10. to 10. But Everyone's loving what Michigan's doing. Saying Harbaugh's back. He's going to take them to the, uh, the promised land. We're going to be on the Huskers. Don't sleep on these. Robert Frost team playing tough, baby. Yeah, thank God we don't have to talk about Wisconsin on this show today. <laughs> yeah, I'm so tired. I'm, I'm done with them. All right, last thing on this show tonight, where let's do, uh, let's talk about some poop. Let's get some, get dirty and scummy. Uh, the poop report last week, our, our non poop versus poop games went two and two. We had the bad uh, Kansas. God bless Kansas. They lost by 52. UMass <laughs> lost by 38. Uh, but we did have some scrappy performances by UNLV. Uh, they only lost by seven. And then New Mexico State was very scrappy, only losing by six. Both those teams were catching, I think, over 20. Um, the good, and so our poop versus poop last week was UConn and Vandy. <laughs> Chris, this one would only end this way. Uh, Vandy beat UConn on a field goal as time expired. But UConn covered the 14 and a half. And that was hilarious. Those two teams going at it. <laughs> oh, and, it gets better. Wait till you get, wait till the end of this one. So first of all, we have, we got to shout out Kansas for being 0 and 5 against the spread. They actually are on a bye this week. So we get a little bit of a break from Kansas so they can take the week off from being weekly featured on the poop report. Uh, here's one that's interesting. So Temple, I have Temple at two and three against the spread. Um, and they're, they're plus 29 at Cincinnati. And what did we last see Cincinnati do? Uh, beat Notre Dame. So could you see this being a little bit of a flat spot against scum here for the Bearcats? Yeah, I mean, they're now number five, four and oh. It's a, it's a, you know, not an island game, but it's on Friday, uh, you know, a little bit before that Arizona State game we talked about. Uh, everyone's going to, you know, see how bad Temple uh, is I see a lot of action in that which is crazy because Temple actually won outright at Memphis so we'll see it's kind of a these ones always trip me out when you've got a team like Temple that's usually pretty scummy and they're coming off a big win and so is Cincinnati the big favorite uh, we'll see if Den weighs in on this one or he touches the total but uh, crazy almost 30 points these next two I'm going to go through real quick because the, the public is actually leaning on the dogs here. We have Florida State who finally won but didn't cover. Uh, they're 1-4 ATS, and they're getting 17.5 at UNC. I'm seeing almost two-thirds of the bets on FSU right now, so just be careful <laughs> with that. No, but, 
Yeah. So, and then we also have uh, this team sucks. Their New Mexico State is one and five, but they are four and two against the spread. They were just really scrappy against San Jose State. And Chris, you talked a second ago about Nevada going on the road and getting the big win out of Boise. Now they host Poop, New Mexico State, who's getting 30 and a half. Yeah, I was just looking at that. You got one and five New Mexico. Everyone's going to look at the records, three and one Nevada. Yeah, I'd be inclined to see if uh, New Mexico State, uh, those Aggies can can be scrappy against Nevada. Kind of reminds me of that Fresno uh you know, UNLV game where they're coming back home after a big win and they're laying a bunch of points and they just come out flat. So we'll see if that happens in this one too. And one last one for tomorrow night that smells disgusting. And I know we'll probably be on it. Tulane is one and four at home against a four and one Houston. Everybody and their mom will be on Houston. And why is it only six? Why on earth is it only six? We're going to hold our fucking noses and pray to God that Tulane can hold on and lose by less than a touchdown. Isn't that Houston who's just off absolutely murdering Tulsa and Tulsa was somehow favored in that game? Yeah, exactly. Our, and uh, fucking Tulane you, got beat by Eastern Carolina, UAB, and dismantled by you know, Mississippi when we were on them. So they're, they're limping in here uh, wounded, and everyone sees probably a wounded duck that says, give me Houston. I want to ask Kmart about this next one. I have Arizona. I don't think they played last week. I think they had their bye. And they're getting 16 at home versus no longer ranked UCLA. <laughs> Kyle, is there any hope here for those scummy Wildcats? No, the, the funny thing is, is I, I do have that game circled. <laughs> um, you know, I, you know, I love watching the Pac-12. I got them circled as well as Wazoo against Oregon State, but. I mean, right now, if if I can get that line 17, 17 and a half, I'm I might I might chase it, but I mean UCLA is probably just gonna want to beat the shit out of somebody. Yeah. But Arizona in the name of it. They're they're really not that good. But I mean, coming off a bye, who knows? Maybe maybe, maybe they'll, you know, be scrappy and lose by 12. Who knows? It is the wild pack 12 as we know it so anything is possible all right we got three hey, matt, left yeah go i ahead. got a question for you matt when it when what world did you ever think oh maybe you're going to mention this one bowling green would be laying over two touchdowns to anybody on earth <laughs> i'm glad i didn't have that one on my report here but i'm glad that you brought that up because bowling green is the one team in the nation that's five and oh against the spread so if you've been somehow cashing on Bowling Green, just know that you're probably paying a little bit of a tax right now. Uh, I've got three left. We're getting really gross here. This next one I want to ask Neil about because he talked about a dog with a uh, game with a low total. The Lobos, New Mexico, is absolutely god-awful. They're 0-5 against the spread, and they're getting 19.5 at barely-ranked San Diego State, who's number 25. And this total, Neil, is only 42 points. Of course, all, everyone is on San Diego State. No one in the world wants New Mexico. Could you hold your nose and take that shitty Lobos team getting all those points in a low total game? You have to. Uh, next, right? I don't next, talking right, to Neil. Neil, are you going to sack up with me or what? Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, oh, God. Yeah, I'll plug I'll plug my nose and take twenty points. <laughs> oh God I'll, is I'll right. Take, 
I'll need to take a shower after putting that bed in, though. If I have to, I'll feel so disgusted by myself. But yeah, I mean, well, San Diego not a margin tile team. Good for New Mexico. And New Mexico has already got two wins on their belt, so I'm sure they've already out, you know outperformed their expectations for the season. Now, if you thought you would need a shower after the last one, you're going to need two showers after this one. Only Chris Duke would consider this one. Vanderbilt, one of four against the spread. They are just off of their big three-point win over UConn. They were only favored by 14 and a half and won by three on a time-expiring field goal. Guess where they're going? They're going to Florida, who just lost to Kentucky for the first time in forever. And Vandy is getting 38 and a half. Chris Duke, how much do you need to love poop to take Vandy here and 38 and a half points? I'm going to log in right now and bet Vandy parlay Vandy to the disgusting New Mexico team because that one <laughs> smells too. And, uh, oh, man, last one, and then we'll wrap up the show here. If you thought UConn Vandy was a banger, how about 0-6 UConn against 0-5 UMass? UConn has covered three in a row somehow. I don't, I don't know how that happened, but they've covered three in a row. They are laying points on the road with 80% of bets on the Huskies against UMass, Chris. It's it's UConn minus three and a half on the road at UMass. 0-6 versus 0-5. Somebody has to win this How game. Not? How do you not take UConn this week? They scrappy against Vandy, and they almost beat Wyoming as 30-point dogs. It's free money, right? 0-6 versus 0-5. I can't wait to see which one of these just absolutely god-awful, horrific, the only people rooting for them are their mothers. Can't wait to see who gets their first win here in this one. So, all right, we'll see how we'll see how these smelly lines do. We'll see how poop fares this week. I I can't believe in the UConn UMass game. It's not it's not like a soccer match where you got UMass <laughs> plus two hundred and UConn plus one twenty, and then plus or minus. You know, I, I just can't believe they didn't just just for shits and giggles. Like they should have created a line like that because. It's so scummy. I need that televised somehow, somewhere. And that was what Matt, that was one thing. It's not on anything. Like if you run through like the whole slate of like FBS, it like almost every game is on something, right? CBS Sports Plus or FS1. This is not right? on anything. It's on FLOF. Someone look up what FLOF <laughs> is. <laughs> Dude, that game makes me makes me wish that college football had ties. Because that would be just yeah. the best tie of all time. <laughs> Isn't that where you wish, Fade, you could go on the road? I mean, can you imagine just going to 0-6 versus 0-5, UConn versus UMass? I mean, that just get absolutely smashed out of your mind, Joe, and then go watch that <laughs> abomination of this a football would, game. Far, yeah. This would be, yeah, this would be our game of the week. Like, we would be <laughs> at UMass right now. I mean, fuck all the other games. Fade, you would be – we would have a tent at UMass right now, partying it up, biggest game of the season right now for us. I would rather bet on the attendance at that game than the actual lines. <laughs> I wish I wish we had legalized betting in California so that one of us could actually go to the counter and and tell the <laughs> tell the ticket t- that we want <laughs> we want action in UConn versus UMass. Yeah. 
they look at you like you're a sharp god like what does this guy fucking know <laughs> we have no bets on this game so far <laughs> oh That's man so fucking funny <laughs> god bless both those schools. you know we're going to be texting about it on saturday so uh we'll get out of here with that chris duke just remind everybody what happens when you bet on that game sometimes and you bet on poop sometimes there's a diarrhea like result This is Beiju.